Welcome back to Voyage Care Voice. In today's episode, we're hearing from Kim Koldar, Operations Manager, Vicky Bennett, Operations Manager, and Victoria Richardson, Business Development Manager. They'll be discussing the importance of high quality care and support in our brain injury rehabilitation services across the UK. Hello and welcome to the Voyage Care podcast. What we're talking about today is all about quality. Um, I'm Kim Koldar and I'm an operations manager and responsible for um, services in acquired brain injury services in uh, Bristol, Gloucester, Tewkesbury, Nuneaton and uh, Dudley. And I'll introduce you to my two colleagues, Vicky Bennett, Victoria Richardson. Um, So over to you, Vicky. Do you want to tell everybody a bit about you? Hi, I'm Vicky Bennett. I'm the operations manager for brain injury services in the north and ISS services. I'm Vicky Richardson and my job title is Business Development Manager but I work as part of the Adult Placements team. So my role is to go out and complete assessments on potential new people to support within our brain injury services Um, and part of my role is to look at what therapies they may need and commission that service in for those people into those services. Um, So Vicky Benny, quality is kind of a a big broad subject um but what does quality mean to you in terms of um our ibi provision i'm, I'm gonna be quite cliche and say you know delivering good quality care which is obviously our voyage purpose however it for me it means a lot that the people we support are happy they're happy living there they're getting great quality care is in the best that they can have and above that I think a big thing for me around quality is I've got two regional quality checkers uh-huh. that work for, like within my portfolio, but they're also residents in my services. Mm-hmm. And to get their reports back mm-hmm. is, I'd say, you know, we can have CQC come in, we can have our own internal auditors come in, I can go and audit a service, the manager can. But to get that feedback from an expert by experience yeah. is the best feedback we can get, really, for them to say, yeah. I'd be happy to live here. I'd be happy to do the activities that they do. I'd be happy to eat the food that they eat. You know, yeah. that certain thing. not necessarily all around the paperwork. You know, I'd be happy to travel to see my mum in that vehicle. How can I put it? I'd be happy that, you know, I'm, I'm getting my little cruise around town to go to the cinema and that in that vehicle. You know, th- them sort of little bits that kind of get forgotten about. Yeah, they, that's kind of gold dust, isn't it? That's it so important to really get that you know, real understanding from people who are actually experiencing it is so important, isn't it? Um, I'm wondering about the, um, you know, the uh, kind of the formal stuff that we have to do around quality. So I think from Voyage Care's perspective, from from me working in other businesses, what I find really interesting, there's a very um, clear kind of approach to quality in terms of, um, our internal process, your quality checkers and people who we support who are providing the support. But then we've got Headway who come in and look at the quality of service. We've got CQC from a, a perspective and then our own internal processes, haven't we? So it's quite it's quite robust, do you think so, Vicky Richardson? It is. And I think from a, from sort of my perspective in the role that I play within the team, mm. um, I meet commissioners, I meet um, people within 
brain injury sector and the fact that we have headway has quite a prestigious name within the sector so obviously we've got all our internal quality assurance um, procedures and 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 the sort of inform more informal things that we do on a day-to-day basis internal reporting but actually from uh, outside provision having headway um, as a name on um, our services gives them a a, a type of sort of a type of prestige that our competitors don't have, um, and also the the people from Headway know our services very well. So when people ring them for recommendations, they're able to talk in depth about the types of services we provide, which obviously they can't with some of our competitors. Mm. So it kind of gives us a quite a clear edge, doesn't it, in terms of acquired brain injury services? It really does. It definitely does. And I think um, attending recent sort of conferences and events, um, I did find that that was mentioned quite often uh, by people from commissioning and CCGs. Oh, you're headway accredited. Um, so I think that that's something that's 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 quite important to them. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking about, um, you know, um, CQC. Um, Vicky Bennett, what, you know, we have CQC and it, comes in from a from a different perspective don't you think so we've got our own internal process headways looking specifically at ABI but CQC are coming in from a different perspective altogether so so how do you think that fits with the rest of our processes do you think it works definitely that's it especially with the new way of working with CQC and the focus on more feedback than actual um you know, evidence of things. It, yeah. It's kind of like a jigsaw, the way all of our auditing comes together. You've got the our internal that look a lot of the paperwork, make sure we have the most up to date, make sure we're, you know, protocols are robust. You've right. got CQC that are now looking at it from a family perspective, a person we support perspective, a staffing perspective. Then you've got headway that are looking solely at the brain injury. It's kind of like a jigsaw that brings it all together. You've yeah. got us when we're auditing, we're kind of going off the back of our internal quality, but mm. from an operational point of view. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. CQC, definitely, you know, we're all thriving to be outstanding services. I know, and I'm sure I've probably stunned everybody's head in with the fact that I'm always like, you know, we need to go that bit further. We need to get them them to at least two outstandings to get it overall. Mm. Um, and, you, you know, but CQC is just the benchmark for the outstanding. It is going that bit of above and beyond which is what Voyage is all about around the quality. So tell us, Vicky, because I know you've got a service that's um, outstanding. So what do you think, you know, what do you think makes the difference in terms of outstanding, you know, good to outstanding? What are, what are we all looking to aspire to? <laughs> I've got two services that are outstanding, Kim. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sorry. Um, basically, reading the report, the report around paperwork and, you know, staff morale and people looking after it, it, it's been pretty consistent between the two reports. Mm-hmm. But for example, one of the elements that got us outstanding within the Woodland Service was there was a gentleman who struggled to sleep overnight yeah. and he would be trying to leave the service and go to the pub because he, he was total nocturnal, you know, his day was his night. Um, and I saw a thing on Facebook, you know, about um, in larger homes where staff are wearing pyjamas oh, on a yeah. night with um, patients with dementia to kind of remind them that it's nighttime. 
So we introduced that at the service mm-hmm. and it worked. And there was evidence of over four months how we'd managed to try and get a bit more of a, as we would call it, normal sleeping pattern. That's and you can see the improvement in his quality of life. He was making his medical appointments. He was able to get up to just go out and have some daylight and fresh air. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, 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 it's them little things that you don't necessarily get out of a book or out of standards. Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? You know, yeah. um, Vicky Richardson, because I was thinking just from what Vicky said there, that there's kind of a couple of um, a couple of aspects to quality, if you like. Um, one is the systems and processes, and the other is the kind of behaviours, relationships, that kind of thing. And quality is quite um, a complex thing, and uh, you know. And do do you see that in terms of you know when you're visiting services or working with managers that there's that that, that it needs to be that combination? What's been demonstrated through the pandemic is how we have to be innovative and think outside of the box. And I think in terms of being outstanding, this these difficult times have, have given managers lots of opportunities to come up with things that we're, we're working in very different ways. For example, we're very used to having our therapists come into services um, on a day-to-day basis to provide support. So initially during the early part of the pandemic, it was quite difficult to be able to provide that. Um, and then obviously that was re-looked at and, and, and therapists began to come in as part of essentials uh, care and support. But initially, how do we provide that? How do we still give people that behavioural support? How do we help people meet that need? How do we help people overcome what is already tough time for these people part of the rehab journey? And a pandemic on top of that, inhibiting them from sort of accessing all the things that we've identified that they need. So I think for managers, it's 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 about it's about having the ability to be able to think about things in a very different way and perform your tasks in a very in in a kind of innovative and, and different way to what we've been used to doing. If we've got um, all these structures in place, you know, quality, um, you know. We've got our own quality checkers. We've got our own internal quality. We do our quality visits. We've got CQC. We've got Headway. I just wonder, why do you think things still go wrong? I'd like to answer that because I think services like ours are provided by human beings. Yeah. And inevitably, human beings will from time to time get things not quite right. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we are providing a people's service. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it, for me, it's about that experience and what you learn from it. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we can we can all sort of it's about looking when things have gone wrong and working out how we can get it more right next time. Um, because I think, you know, hindsight's a marvellous thing. And we I suppose we have the benefit of being able to use and, and sort of debrief and work with staff and talk about things and how mm-hmm. things can be improved and accepting that, you know, we want to, you know, we want to make improvements and things be better next time. So I think inevitably where humans are working with other humans, things will will happen. And we are working with a complex group of people who have complex behaviours and we're doing it in uncertain times and times that we never anticipated working in in our professional lives. Mm-hmm. So I think lots of th- lots of good things are learned from things going wrong. Oh, I totally agree. What do you think, Vicky Bennett? What do you think about that kind of concept that, you know, if those quality checks, you know, did their job, we'd be 100% compliant? What, what do you think? 
we could put in as many systems and processes as, as we'd like to. But as to second what Vic has said, we're human. We're going to get human error. You know, mistakes are going to happen. And it's more how you learn from them and make sure that they never repeat again. Yeah. And what you take from that and what your teams take from that. Yeah. You know, it'd be silly to say, you know, that we're, we're, we're perfect and we're never going to make a mistake. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, from my perspective, I believe that um, leadership is key in, you know, in the way in which services are, are delivered and the way in which, um, you know, um, a leader, a, a, man, a leader is somebody who um, is, you know, walks the talk, who um, shows people the way, knows their vision, knows their purpose, knows where they're going, and they can easily um, share that with their team and they're great at empathy and have a passion you know to work with their team to get the best out of people and I think that alongside all those you know great systems and processes I, you know I've got that kind of belief like you guys really I suppose that it's that that makes the difference do you know what I mean and that's the glue really that brings it all together and I think actually Vicky Benny that that actually is an exact it kind of highlights your example of of you know when you've got a service that's outstanding because I think it's part of leadership that's got you there do you know what I mean and it's that and it's that part of quality that gets you there that leadership aspect yeah and I'd say obviously for the other service that got outstanding as well it, it, it it's kind of the same so yes paperwork and everything was correct everything was up to date support plans were robust but there is a paragraph in there and what had happened is um the ladies who live in that service are a little bit older mm-hmm. and they don't have many funds because, unfortunately, they've been um, looked after in, in in like a care facility for a long time, so that they haven't really got much money. Mm-hmm. And you you have um, weekly or monthly um, meetings with everyone and ask them what would like to do, what activities would they like to see. And all the ladies said all they want to do is go and get the hair done every day, and. They haven't got the money to go to a salon every day. I mean, you know, I don't think any of us could afford a salon every day. So um, what what they did is the staff team got together and thought, how can we do this? So they had a spare room, a small spare room at the service, and we've turned it into a salon. So after personal care every day, now the ladies go down to our salon and have the hair blow dried and curled and straightened. So they've got that salon feeling. That's amazing. Everything was robust and everything was in and the co- the quality was really good. But for the outstanding, was going above that quality benchmark. Yeah. And that's what got it. You know, we listened to people. We knew we couldn't facilitate what they wanted of going to a salon every day. So how could we make that happen? And the manager had to say yes to that, didn't they? They had to be, they had to have that foresight to think, yeah, this is something really that we can make happen. And they allowed the staff to to get on and do it. And that's yeah. the amazing thing, I think, don't you? Definitely, and definitely about my portfolio and my, my managers and team. Mm. Although no has to be said occasionally, we mm. always offer a solution to it. And that's what it was. No, we can't take it to the salon every day. So we're going to bring the salon to you every day instead. And this is what we'll do. It's got a nail bar in there. It's got two stations. You know, there were salons very helpful to us and gave us like their hairdressing stations and things like that. It, it, it's amazing. That's fantastic. So, guys, I'm just wondering about um, new starters and um, how do they understand why quality is so important in their role? 
I think the main key is part of their induction mm. is ensuring they understand our ethos and that they're working for us to empower people to live the life they want to live. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And that leads into the ethos of the organisation, doesn't it? Definitely. And what I was just wondering, you know, kind of thinking about what does great quality care look like? I can think of a couple of examples. I was just wondering, Vic, Vicky Richardson, you know, do you have any examples you can pull on that when you've actually seen great quality care? I think I see great quality care every time I visit services because I think they are the services are very homely. People have had their own input into the, those environments. Um, every every service is, is very individual to the people that live there. They've created their own comforts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think sort of taking a step on from that, I think great quality care is obviously about where that person wants to be. So it's about supporting that person to be where they want to be and get them where they need to go. Mm-hmm. And doing that in a way that that person feels empowered and that person feels in control of that journey. And I think that's something that our BIR services are particularly good at because we spend time listening to people. I mean, I attend MDT meetings um, where, you know, we, we, we talk about that person, where, where they're going, where they're, you know, what their, their end outcome looks like. And that per, you know, if that person's able to, they're part of that meeting, that, that structure and that discussion about where they're going next and how, what life looks like for them. I mean, we... We, we take people into our service on the proviso that we don't want to keep you for very long, thank you very much, in the nicest possible way. We want you to be where you want to be. S- seeing examples of how good quality impacts people's lives. Yeah. You know, we, every day we, you know, we do, when we're supporting people on from our services, we see the difference that those services have made to those people in terms of them not requiring high levels of care and support for the rest of their lives. Yeah, absolutely. I was, um, I'm actually at a service today and um, um, uh, uh, some of the questions on the audit, carrying out an audit, you know, living and breathing what we're talking about. And um, there's a number of questions to ask the people we support about, you know, um, how do they feel? Do they feel respected? Do they feel engaged? Do they, you know, do they feel safe? Um and so I sat with some with a couple of people downstairs, but I was actually watching um, um, a lady, and she's um, she's in a, a wheelchair and has very limited mobility. She likes digestives, but she doesn't like them with chocolate, uh, the milk chocolate on. She likes white chocolate, and I don't think they can find it. So I went into the kitchen, and there is somebody supporting her to melt the white chocolate and create white chocolate digestives and then she asked for a, an afternoon tea so they're now currently kind of getting themselves some sandwiches on you know doilies and 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 sitting around and having a lovely afternoon and and I watched the staff and it you know they're amazing really amazing PC I'm getting emotional stupid anyway I and just that's, that's the sort of stuff that doesn't get audited it's no. not really- it's not written in anything else but it's good quality care we deliver it's why after 20 years I came back (laughs) so that was I just really enjoyed that chat so um, it's really interesting 
hearing about quality from all the different perspectives that we've been able to look at. So uh, thanks both Vicky Bennett and uh, Vicky Richardson for your time. It's been great. Thanks for having me on, Kim. Thank you, Kim, for having me on your podcast today. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about our high quality care and support, you can visit our website, www.voyagecare.com.